Good morning, Wilshire. We're glad you're with us in this virtual format. Thank you so much for hanging tough. Thank you so much for the way that you have risen to the occasion of this lockdown. Thank you for the way that you are checking on each other and taking care of each other and in some cases running errands for people who really need it. Thank you. Thank you for that. And we're grateful that you show up week after week. It is encouraging to know that while I'm here taking the Lord's Supper and singing and praying with my family that you guys all over the city are doing the same thing. And we also know from the record that we've got visitors coming in uh, that aren't normally able to attend Wilshire. So visitors, welcome to Wilshire. And we're glad that you're with us even in this virtual form. Uh, folks, keep praying. This is not going to last forever. And uh, in the meantime, continue doing what you're doing. Continue loving God and loving each other. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter 15, because we're going to continue looking at these stories where God comes to the rescue. And today is one of the most important rescues in the Bible, God coming to rescue the Israelites. We know this story kind of dovetails with what we had last week. Joseph brings all of Israel, the family of Israel, down to Egypt they grow to this massive, massive population that scare the Egyptians. The Egyptians forget all about Joseph and the wonderful things he did, and now they oppress the Israelites. And that sets the stage for what happens in the life of Moses. Moses is this heroic character who uh, comes, uh, is drawn out of the river, uh, by Pharaoh's daughter. He's raised in the Egyptian court, uh, but he knows that he's a Hebrew, so he wants to redeem his people. He actually commits a murder to try and protect his people, and he has to run away for his life. And so for 40 years, instead of redeeming his people or helping his people, he's just been herding sheep. And that's been his training for what God has in mind for him to do. Finally, at the end of 40 years of herding sheep, he has this experience on Mount Horeb, or the other name for that is, of course, Mount Sinai, where the, later he will receive the Ten Commandments. So he's herding sheep there. He sees this incredible sight up the mountain. He goes up the mountain to look at what he is seeing. Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? And the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. God called him from within the bush. Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here am I. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of the slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. 
I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. At this point, Moses is 80-ish years old, 40 years in Egypt, 40 more years herding sheep, and God now changes his life forever and says, I've heard the oppression of my people. I have come to rescue them. But I don't want to do it alone, Moses. In fact, I want to do it through human agency, and you're the human I picked. Those of you who are familiar with the story know Moses was not happy to be chosen by God. Some people want to be a chosen person by God. Moses didn't, God, desperately wanted God to choose somebody else. And he gives all kinds of excuses. The next chapter and a half are excuses Moses gives and God's responses. God says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to back you up in this, but you are going to go set my people free. And he does. He goes, and we know the story. Uh, Pharaoh becomes stubborn again and again and again, even though Moses is speaking for God and demonstrates that in a variety of ways. And so uh, eventually God brings all of these plagues. This was such a momentous event that Israel always remembered the great hand of God that was displayed against Egypt in the ten plagues and in the parting of the Red Sea. It's something they talked about for for centuries later. We find this in the Psalms. We find it in the historical books, this reference to God bringing Israel out of Egypt. Psalm 78 tells the story this way. He turned their rivers to blood so they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of fly that devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar and the fruit of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail, their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to thunderbolts. He let loose on them his fierce angle, wrath, indignation, and distress, a company of destroying angels. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, gave their lives over to the plague. He struck all the firstborn of Egypt, the first issue of their strength in the tents of Ham. And then he led out his people like sheep and he guided them in the wilderness like a flock. This is a retelling of the fact that Israel had no power to save themselves and God came in order to exercise his great power in order to save them. This is the great founding event of the Old Testament, God's rescue of Israel. Everything else that we see in the Old Testament is built on this amazing thing where God comes to the rescue. And because of this, a lot of lessons are built and a lot of the character of who Israel is is shaped around the fact that God is a rescuing God. He came with a mighty hand, did his wonders and signs in Egypt and brought us out, led us like a flock and gave us his law and made us his people. So what are the lessons that we learn? Well, I'm going to give you two. The first lesson comes in Deuteronomy. Moses is leading the people through their own history. He's reminding the generation that's going to go in and take the land of promise of what it is that their nation has experienced. And he, 
he kind of creates a foundation stone of the entire law in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 and 5. This is like the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Why do I do that? Why do I love God? Well, he's worthy of love but also because he's the one who's come to rescue. A little bit later, Moses makes that point. In the future, when your son asks you, what's the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws of the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders, great and terrible, on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. Israel's first lesson is love God above all else for many reasons. But one reason is because he's the rescuing God. No other God has been able to do that because no other God is real. This is the real God and he is the creator of heaven and earth. And your love of everything good is just a shadow of the love you are meant to hold for God. Put God above everything else if you want your life to make sense. You put anything above God and it becomes an idol for you, idolatry for you, and it begins to twist who you are. God is the one who comes to rescue you. So put your love where it belongs. That's lesson number one. There's also a second lesson that uh, we see Moses deriving in the next chapter. You may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. He's talking about the fact they have to go in and physically fight. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes with great trials, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the people you now fear. We're scared to go in and conquer. The people are terrifying. The cities have walls. How do we know we're gonna succeed? The answer is God's done it before. He can do it again. God is a God who rescues. Moses says, trust in God must drive away fear. This fear that you're having has to go away because you put your trust in God. And church, this is really the lesson for all of us. God is a rescuing God. Now we are not standing on the edge of uh the land of Canaan, ready to go in and fight a physical battle. But that doesn't change the fact that if you're a Christian, you're a Christian soldier. You are a soldier of Christ, and he expects you to fight the battle the way he's asked you to fight it, just as these Israelites had to fight the way they were commanded to. You know, we live in a world with a lot of enemies of the kingdom of Christ. There are people who distort the truth and lie in order to suppress Christianity and try and drive it out of 
our culture. There are people who tell slanders about how things have worked in history. There are people who are going to dislike you just because you're a Christian based on what some few Christians have done. And in many cases, uh, based on a distorted historical record. I was having this conversation with some graduate students uh, just this week. There are people who think that because science exists, uh, they can no longer be Christians, and they think you shouldn't be a Christian either because of that. That is such a terrible distortion uh, of what science is and what Christian faith is. It's based on horrible misunderstanding. But there are people, expert people, who are going to try and scare you out of your faith. Uh, by telling you stories like that. There are people who may insult you because you are a Christian and try to bully you out of your faith and scare you out of your faith. There are people who use uh, their opportunities in society, their positions in society, position of power, to take and take and take. And it makes it feel like, why am I continuing to be a Christian? These are all ways in which fear kind of gets into us. And the lesson of the Israelites is the lesson we need. Trusting God can drive out fear. Now, when I have enemies, enemies of my faith in Christ, I kind of want to do the Moses thing. I want to send some plagues. I want to smash the Red Sea together. I want some, I want to bug them with real bugs like he did. But we serve Jesus Christ who voluntarily died on the cross in a gesture of incredible self-giving love to try and save the world. And by Jesus Christ, you and I have forbidden to use the weapons of this world in order to fight for his kingdom, and they never work. So here's the way that you and I, as we trust in God who rescues, can overcome the world. We will tell truth and out-truth the liars. We will out-love the haters. We will outgive the takers. We will care even for our enemies. And when we are cursed, we will bless. And so doing, we will be God's people. We will be people of Christ. And we have confidence to do this because God has saved his people before. We know he has done it in the past. And therefore, we can overcome our fear and do what needs to be done today. Love you all. God bless you, and have a good, good week in God.